What's up, guys? Welcome back to KC Squared, episode three. It's, it's on, on the, the air. air. Today, we got a loaded podcast for you. We're going to talk about Lake Brantley High School sports other than football. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about college football. Might slip a little MLB in there, too. But first, let's go over to Carson for some Lake Brantley High School sports. As we promised, first time we're going to talk about a Lake Brantley sport that is not football. Girls volleyball. Girls volleyball. Beat down Lake Mary. Beat them down. Three sets to one. That's what I'm talking about. That's not that close. Revenge not match close. for the football game. Revenge Just match. Throw that out there. Hey, we are a girls volleyball school. It's official. It is it's, official. It's, Lake Mary High School girls volleyball school. I'm not sure how good Lake Mary is, but they got smacked. Yeah. Listen, I, I, does the girls volleyball team run the triple option at all? I, I don't know. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they could consider it. At this point, it. I mean, they just lost. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, we wanted to make a mention of the swim meet, which just happened. Well, no, no. By no. the time of recording. Yeah, by, by the, the time, time you're listening to this, it'll be out, and the swim meet will be done. However, yeah, at the moment, it's this afternoon. All right. So, now, well, actually, we, we do. We should talk about the football. Well, now we'll talk about the Lake Brantley football. Yeah. Do we have to? I don't want to. <laughs> it seems a bit inevitable. We have a game against Gainesville, the Bucoles High School. Not just Gainesville High School. Gainesville so, we are going to skip the Lake Mary section. <laughs> we'll come back yeah. to it. I don't remember there being a game last week. I don't know about y'all. Did we play? Uh, no, we had a bye week last week. I do not recall there being week. a football game last Friday. We didn't play last week at all. Yeah. Zero points were scored. Zero points were scored. Zero points. Okay. So, this week, though, we got Gainesville. Gainesville's 2-1. and one. We don't have any common opponents, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly how good they are. So, it'll probably just come down to how each team plays tonight. But, I think we are we might be in for a revenge game. Here we go. Here. I didn't really feel like against, against like Mary, yeah, we got slapped 42-0. It's not a great game. But I honestly don't think that uh, Lake Brantley played all that bad. Um, I felt like Lake Mary was just better, man. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose As some. Abraham Lincoln once said. Sometimes, sometimes you, get, <laughs> you get destroyed in some. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're just better, and I think that's what happened against Lake Mary. Uh, we're excited to see the triple option come back at full force against Buholtz. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Buholtz. I mean, I don't know much about their football team. Their tennis team's pretty good, so... Oh, they are. Did we, did we lose them last we, year? Last year, tennis team took an L to Buholz at District, so maybe this is a revenge game for our football revenge team to game. avenge the tennis team. There I wouldn't go. put that much trust in them. <laughs> let's, let's move on to uh, move on to college football. Carson, would, am, I, am I doing college football? You got college football. I got college football. All right. So, college football, we had a, we had a loaded college football uh, weekend last weekend. Uh, Florida obviously caught a dub against Kentucky. 29-21. 29-21. That's a little bit tighter, I think, than Florida would have wanted. I mean, oh, that's good yeah. I mean Kentucky's a, well, not Kentucky a bad team. Well, Kentucky was out most of the game, so. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky's not a bad team. Florida, not really looking too hot. Barely beat Miami, barely beat Kentucky. Um, now, Felipe Franks, the average quarterback, <laughs> went down and the backup carried them. So maybe this is a way that yeah. we can actually see some goodness from Florida it, if the backup is better. Before Franks went down, it was really just a Kentucky game all the way through. It wasn't until Franks went down and got hurt like that, and their backup Trask, I think, came in, and that they really started to turn around and get some momentum going. Wow, so maybe Felipe Franks isn't a good quarterback. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? For Definitely real. not us. Um, Florida State continuing their meteoric descent down to the depths meteoric. of college football. Uh, another loss against Virginia. Up by seven with, uh, by seven. not late, but, but mid- they, midway through they, the fourth they quarter. They, yeah. they should have held the lead. Um, a lot of rough, a lot of the same, you know, a lot of rough turnovers, a lot of rough play from the offense. Defense looked okay, um, but they were similar to last time they played. The defense was just on the field. 
for like half an hour. Yeah, can't expect so, them to win when you can't have expect them like to that. win. Yeah, when your defense is playing that much, and they ended up uh, losing to Virginia. Best game of the week was probably Iowa and Iowa State, though. It came down rivalry to one baby. point. Rivalry week. College potatoes. game day was there. Potatoes, potatoes. Potato. corn, potatoes and corn. All the all the vegetables. Maybe a dash of wheat here and there. Who knows? If the state if, of vegetables. Maybe. It came down to the last couple plays. Iowa was up by one and punted the ball. Iowa State's thinking they get a chance to drive down the field, win the game. Their own returner runs into well, the the guy coming down the field, the on the receiving team runs into the returner. They fumble the ball, Iowa gets it, and Iowa State does not get the chance at the final drive. You, you know, just hate to see that. You really? hate to see it. On the scale of 1 to 10, things you hate to see, that's at least a 10, I'd say. Oh, yeah. 100% a 10. Yeah. All right, now we're going to move on to some NFL football. We're recording this on a Friday, so Thursday night football for the following week has already happened, and we'll get to that in a second. However, we will just do a quick recap of last Sunday, um, a few th- er, and Monday as well. The Browns obviously had a bounce-back game against the Jets. I'm still not I'm pretty not sold on the Browns because the Jets I think are objectively the probably not very second good. yeah like third or second worst plus, team in the NFL. Plus they didn't have Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold's obviously out with mono. I want to say mono. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that so that's un- even more you hate to see. He's, it. he's supposed to be gone like six to eight weeks because oh, obviously he's going to be sick for a while and then he loses all that weight and he's got to gain it back. So oh, boy. that's going to be rough for the Jets. Rough to see mono in the NFL. Rough. Oh, I hate man. to see it. The Patriots put a whooping on the Dolphins. Got a feel for the Dolphins fans right about now. I don't. It's the uh, the first team to lose by 40 or more points in two home games to open a season. How like how can you justify wanting to get season tickets to the Miami Dolphins? You don't. I just don't understand. Fans. Like who wants to go to those games? Like it's in Miami. It's like 110 degrees outside. The humidity's like making it so it's basically just water in the air. And then they lose the Plus yeah. for this for this coming week, the Miami Dolphins announced that. Josh Rosen is going to be their starting quarterback, so the Fitzmagic died within two weeks. I think Josh Rosen makes a lot more sense for them, to be honest, because they're obviously tanking. They're obviously a very bad team. So what good does it do them to, like, play this 35-year-old quarterback when you have a young, fresh, new talent that hasn't gotten a real opportunity except for playing with Arizona, which is probably the second-worst franchise besides the team he's on right now. And so you might as well give him a few reps and let him see what he can do. Hopefully for them, they're hope they're banking on the fact that he will become a franchise, not maybe a franchise quarterback, but a solid a quarterback. Starter. If yeah. a starter if, if, at if the becomes, very least. If he at least becomes just a solid mid-range starter, I think Miami would be happy. Very yeah, least. I, I think Miami would be happy. Because if he, he can, turns out to be a bust, there's no light at all for this organization. I, you know, Miami's obviously tanking for a top pick, and if he turns out to be a solid starting quarterback, that's a... Top Something pick. to build that's around. A, that's a top pick that Miami can spend elsewhere, like on defense or on the wide receiver core. Yeah, or maybe even trade and get a lot more assets back. Right, right. So basically having a, a good starting quarterback would do wonders for them and their franchise. Carson, I see you got that Titans pull on over there. You want to talk about that Thursday night football game happened just last night while recording this? As I record this, I'm still wallowing in my despair. Oh, it's. No. I, I should I should have known better. I should have known better than to assume the Titans might be at least a little bit consistent this year. But that just isn't the case. Marcus Mariota looks like a Blake Bortles type quarterback. Garbage. Garbage. Honestly kinda wanted Tannehill in there in the second half. I mean you might as well give him a shot at it. And the Jags aren't good. That's the worst part. The Jags are so bad this year. 
I'm not Gardner Minshew is not that good of a quarterback, and yet they oh, still whoa, whoa, whoa. just whoop. He has okay. a pretty good mustache. Gardner Minshew's solid. Gardner Minshew is easy to root for because he's so like marketable with his mustache and his personality. He's solid. I'd say he's better than Marcus Mariota. He give played me better last game. night. And yeah, let me let me tell you. Give me Gardner Minshew this year. Give me Gardner Minshew over Marcus Mariota. I'll take, I'll take that. I'll there take is that. still plenty you watch to happen. There is still plenty of time for Mariota to turn the season around, but right now, as it stands, I'm really looking at Tua and Trevor Lawrence Kirsten. and Jake Fromm and thinking, man, those Kirsten, guys look very. Kirsten, good. I got a racist question for you. Is Marcus Mariota a bust? Would you say that? <laughs> yes, I mean in in the usual sense where like they're not ma- meeting their potential. Hundred percent, he's a bust. Now, because we expected him to be a franchise top so 10 quarterback. So much hype around that draft. Yeah, for real. Him and Jameis, I mean, yeah. both of them have really turned out to be pretty hot guards. Jameis is better than Marcus Mariota. Jameis Winston is not And then, especially that first game, right, the first game of their career where they played each other, and Marcus's first pass was a touchdown, and Jameis's first pass was also a touchdown, but an interception run back by the Titans. <laughs> Yep, that I, felt special. That game felt special. It felt like Marcus Mariota might be yeah, something well, in the NFL. Top now. And there's still, I mean, Marcus, it feels like I'm in a relationship with Marcus Mariota, like, romantically, except it's like, yeah, I'm trying to, like, look for reasons to still be with him, but I, it's just hard. Because, like, I'll see him make a great pass, and I'm like, see, there you go, Marcus. Like, now I know why you're still my starting quarterback. And then he throws a pick. And then he throws an interception, or he throws a pass, like, eight yards down the field from the receiver when we needed a pass for a first down. And then I think, man, like, this just, this is, like, toxic to my health, you know? Hey, there's always Derrick Henry for the next, like, three years until he decides he's getting beat up. There's always the hot take of the week. There is always the hot take of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, it sounds like Carson Yor wants to start off this hot take of the week. Hot takes I, of the week, starting with Carson York. What do you got? I am 0-2 on my hot takes, Not doing so great. I figured I'd flip the script. I picked USF to beat Wisconsin week one. Not anymore. Wisconsin has Michigan at home. Wisconsin's the 15th team in the country. Michigan's ranked number 13 right now. Wisconsin will blow them out at blow home. Blow them out? Jonathan out. Taylor will run for at least 200 yards. It will not be close. Shea Patterson will probably throw multiple interceptions. If I'm wrong on this one, I might have to stop doing hot takes. Keep go. All right, my hot take, I'm going to take it over to the NFL. Listen, today, this this few weeks, early in the few weeks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has not been great. They've been struggling a little bit. i got to be honest. It's tough to watch because they have so much talent around the team. But for some reason, they just can't put it together under Bruce Arians. I don't know why. He was supposed to be our savior, but they just can't put it together. Maybe because there wasn't that much talent to begin with. But continue. Right. O.J. Howard, he has gotten me, I think, a total of .6 fantasy points in the past two weeks. But I'm keeping O.J. OJ Howard in as my fantasy starter for this week. Do you want to know why? Why is that? Because O.J. Howard is going to catch two touchdowns oh boy. this coming oh. week. Oh, boy. James is going gonna, is gonna to rely Our on him. Our first player hot take. James is going to rely on him to be the cornerstone of that Buccaneers offense. Carson, Cashin. What is your hot take of the week? My hot take, I'm going to take it back to college football. I'm going to take it to the Southeast. Not the SEC, but the ACC with the Clemson Tigers. Now, they're obviously undisputed first number one team in the nation right now. Everyone loves them. Trevor Lawrence is the darling of college football social media right now. However, they are not even in the top three for the best teams in the country. Alabama's top, a better team. Not even the top three. Georgia's a better team. 
And Oklahoma's better team. I like Jalen Hurts. Ohio State up there, too. I, I, they, they're they're going to be the number one team in the playoff. That's undisputed. They they play nobody on their schedule. The ACC is garbage. They're going to be able to ride through their season easy, beating everyone by double digits. But the first team that they have to play in that college football semifinal game, probably because they'll be playing the four seed, is probably going to be Georgia or Alabama, whichever one of them loses in the SEC championship, if I had to guess. They're going to lose hard and then... Trevor Lawrence's um, draft stock will go dramatically down. And you have to remember, though, Trevor Lawrence, because of how extremely young he is, he can't actually go to the NFL draft after this year. He has to play a whole nother year. Yeah, for sure. So if he... And he's been playing great so far. He struggled a little bit last week. But even if this situation were to happen, like... It's scary to think that he could be in the NFL or the NFL in another that, year of college football. That, uh, a lot of good quarterbacks coming up. You got Jake Fromm, obviously, uh, Tua from Alabama, and then you got Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. A lot of really great quarterbacks yeah. coming up the pipeline. A lot of NFL teams, obviously. <coughs> Miami, <coughs> literally looking at those quarterbacks for uh, maybe the future. Yeah. Also, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, a lot of good talent these days. Oh, and Jalen Hurts as well. So yeah. shall we finish it off with the Boom Boom Pow Player Performance of the Week? Ladies right. and gentlemen, our Boom Boom Pow Player Performance of the Week. Who wants to start it off? Carson? I guess I'll go first again. Right, Carson. Last night, Garter Minshew. He might not be the best quarterback, but the, the mustache, the hair, the arm, it was amazing. It was... It was something... It was, it was fantastic to watch. It was fantastic to watch. Listen, he may not... He, he may, may not... not even finish the season starting. That's entirely possible. But he's going to win this week for my player performance. Listen, these these he's looked good. He's certainly not a superstar, but I think he fulfills his role as a backup standing in there for Nick Foles when he's got a broken clavicle or whatever the heck he's got. So Carson, mm. Carson, you want to give your boom boom pow player of the week? My boom boom pow player of the week. It's it's not necessarily well, it is a player, but it isn't a player. My player is anyone on the Tennessee Titans roster not named Marcus Mariota. Wow. He, I mean, now definitely I'll say not to go back, not to dwell on the game too long because, you know, always looking forward, minor setback, major comeback, that type of thing. However. Right, right, right. Right, right. Hmm? right, 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 yeah. right. However, he just looked abysmal. He looked abysmal. I'm not, in, I'm not blaming him entirely. He had probably maximum a second and a half per throw to get the ball off or else he was going to get sacked. But when you're playing, when you're a professional athlete and you're getting paid millions of dollars to be able to do that, you need to be able to have some better pocket awareness and to be able to throw the ball away sometimes. Keaton, go. Listen, my, when you're, when you're thinking about putting, who is it? Who's your backup? Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. When you think about putting Ryan Tannehill in as your starting quarterback, things are getting a little bleak. Ryan Tannehill isn't awful. I'd say he's probably. He's not great. He's a top three backup quarterback in the league, I would say. Backup quarterback, not starting quarterback. Key keywords there. Keywords there. Sure. My boom boom pile player of the week. I'm taking it back to Tampa. My boom boom pile player of the week is James Winston. Now listen, a lot of you guys are saying, what? Why? Why is James Winston? He didn't even have that good of a game. Well, listen, it's a little thing called bounce back performances. All right, I'm big on bounce back performances. I love to see a guy have played terrible the week before, plays great the next week. James Winston, he threw for 208 yards. One touchdown, no interceptions. That's a number that I like. Zero interceptions. That's a big number. His first first week. For him uh, especially. Yeah, first week against San Francisco, he threw three interceptions. So to go from three interceptions in a week to zero interceptions in a week, that's what I like to see. I like him I like him, I like like him. him conservative. I like conservative, Jameis, not throw it anywhere you want, Jameis. 208 yards, one touchdown. 
passer rating 103.4. Took three sacks, so obviously our O-line isn't helping him out. But I think in the circumstances, I think James Winston is doing really well. That's why he's my boom, boom, pow player of the week. Watch out for him this coming week. All right, well, that wraps it up, I think. I think that does wrap it up. Episode three of KC Sports, or KC Squared Sports Podcast. That's why you don't do the intro, Carson. That's why I'm outro boy. That's why you're the outro boy. Because everybody stopped listening by this point. Yeah, pretty much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for for listening. Thank you for listening. I'm wrapping this up. We're off the air. Goodbye.